one, how are you thinking about things right now? You know, are the thoughts that you're having thoughts that are... I'm so happy to have here with me today, Abby Hegney. She's a health and mindset coach who believes that all women deserve to feel healthy and confident in their body, and they deserve to do it while living a life they love. So this is a great overlap for the way that we talk about tapping into your joy and finding that spark again. So I'm really excited for this conversation. I know you guys will get a lot out of it. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. So today we uh, set aside time to talk with you about how we can find that joy really by rearranging our priorities, right? By putting ourselves in a different position in our lives. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially as women, we tend to put everybody else and everybody and everything in front of us, right? We are caregivers, whether we are parents or to friends or to work, everything takes a higher priority than ourselves. And while that can feel really good to us, we lose a little bit of who we are when we don't take care of ourselves. And those People that we are taking care of or um, the work that we are responsible for starts to suffer. They're not getting the best of us. And when we really can shift our focus, and it doesn't have to be big overhauls, right? You don't need to spend hours and hours or lots of money to take care of yourself. Small, simple shifts to just put yourself first, to do things that brings you a peace of mind that sparks a little joy in your life can really make such a big difference. I am so glad that you're bringing that up because, you know, we always have the airplane model, right, of put your own mask on first, but we don't really do it in daily life, right? We, we think that in emergencies, we think, okay, I have to be alive in order to take care of my family. But in daily life, you know, there's a thing where you're like taking care of yourself and you're doing good. And then there's a day where you're like, oh, I'm too busy for that, that one thing. It's not going to happen. So I'm just going to, uh, I'll get back to that tomorrow. And then gen in over time, you know, your life can really erode to a different place and there's no spark anymore, right? There's no joy. There's no tapping into like, I feel great. So it's a very interesting approach to say, okay, I'm going to take a, I think what you're saying is I'm going to take a daily approach to this. Yes. A daily approach in a way that feels good to you in a way that works with your lifestyle too, right? Like we all have very different lifestyles. And as a coach, like I always tell my clients, like, I'm never going to tell you what to do. I'm never going to prescribe, like, here's the thing that you need to do for the amount of time that you need to do, because that's not what lasts. And what we want to do is create something that really works and is sustainable for you, because that sustainability part is really what's going to drive that long lasting change, the energy that you want, the spark in your life, you know, finding that joy in everyday little things too. You know, for some people, it could be. 
going out for a walk or it could be playing with kids or it could be, you know, it doesn't need to be a day at the spa. As much as we love spa days and that sort of self-care, it can be small everyday things that take 10 minutes out of your day or an hour out of your day if you have an hour, but finding really what works for you and that makes you feel good both mentally and physically. There's this um, divide, I find, in the way that people think about happiness in that a lot of times people feel like happiness is something I do something and then I get it, right? That's my, I, I do it, I go, I go rowing, I go for a run, I go out in the, the beautiful Florida air, whatever it is. And uh, then I feel good. Then I have happiness or joy. Or in fact, sometimes that's the only time that we kind of allow ourselves to have those above the line emotions at all, right? I guess my question for you is, is which comes first, right? The chicken or the, the egg? Do we find that space in ourselves and that inspires our action? Or do we do the action, and then that brings us the emotion that we're looking for. Yeah, and I think it can really depend. Um, I think that there's there's two fronts to it. There is the mindset piece, which I work on a lot with my clients, is number one, how are you thinking about things right now? You know, are the thoughts that you're having thoughts that are motivating to you, you know, or are they thoughts that like just make you want to climb back in bed and curl up under the covers, in which case you probably aren't going to take the actions that inspire you to get out and move your body or, you know, paint a picture or whatever that thing is that brings you a little bit of joy. On the flip side of that, there is the not needing to feel motivated in order to do something. Right. Like, I think a lot of the times people are like, well, I have no motivation. Like, I want to go out and run, but like, I just don't feel motivated. And in that case, I think, again, it's going to come back to a mindset thing, but you get to decide. You get to decide that even though you're not feeling motivated, you're going to go out for a run because you know the end result is going to make you feel really good. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. I know that it is very popular for people to um, talk about this uh, end result thinking. Um, and I, in my practice and in all my, all my podcasts, I have a couple of things going on. Um, I talk a lot about being present in the moment. And the reason I do that is because I think that sort of goal-oriented thinking can work for certain types of people, right? It can be like, oh, I want to, whatever it is, I want to lose weight or I want to get outside, promised myself I would do that walk every day or whatever it is, right? But a lot of times uh, you either are not in a position in your life to do it or you're just not that personality type where you're motivated by that. So to sort of spin that and say, okay, spin that on its head, I mean, right? To say, okay, how can we just be here and allow that to move us forward? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a really um, powerful way to look at things is being present in the moment, allowing yourself to notice how you're feeling, right? Like we talk 
a lot about mindset and the power of mindset and the power of positivity. But there's also a shift in that where not everything needs to be positive, right? Like we can allow ourselves to feel negative emotions and sit with negative emotions and still come out feeling positive, being okay with where we are right now, noticing how that's playing out in your body. And sometimes just allowing yourself to sit with that can be really powerful to get through it. And when you get through it, that's when you have that peace of mind to be like, okay, I've done this. I felt this and now I'm going to do this or I want to do this or this will make me feel better. And I think when it comes down to it, you have those big goals, right? Like maybe your goal is to go out and just get back into running or to lose the weight like you mentioned, but that's not always the driver. Sometimes it's just the one step that we can do today. What's the one thing that we can show up for today that's just going to move us a little bit closer to where we want to be. Because really our goals are not met by these big leaps and bounds. They're met by small, simple, achievable steps. And I think especially coming off of hardships and grief and you know a place that felt really dark for us, those big leaps can feel really impossible. But if we can just move our mind to this end result is possible for me. I believe that I will get there. And here's what I'm going to do today in order to just get a little bit closer. Sometimes that is just the most powerful thing that we can do our, for ourselves. It's just bring ourselves back to the belief that that goal is there for us, that we believe it's possible for us, that we believe it's possible no matter what we've tried in the past, right? Like I have a lot of clients that are like, I've tried everything, <laughs> nothing works. So we have to bring it back to, do you believe that this thing that you want so badly is possible for you? That despite all of the things that you've been through, all of the things that you've tried, you just haven't found what works for you yet. And that's where we break down like, okay, what is possible for you today? What is possible for you this week? What can you bring yourself back to when it feels really hard to just remind yourself like this little thing is all I need to do? That's great. So so this is a great tool for when you're in your day-to-day -day life or when you, like you said, when you've been in a darker period. What happens when we're in our lives and things are really good. And so those goals aren't about what I don't want. They're not about I have too much uh, weight or responsibility or, uh, you know, um, responsibility is a big one, I think. Um, but, you know, when we have the things that we don't want, those are usually our sort of goals, right? Oops, I, I got myself out of alignment over here. Got to fix that. Got myself out of alignment over there, right? So what happens when we are really pretty good? Things are good. Got a happy life that we're living. We got good career. Finances are not a stress. We have no stresses at that moment. How does this apply or how do we shift in order to address the going from good to great? And I think that the good to great is such 
a, a good little reminder for us or a good little thing to come back to, um, you know, because I, I don't think we ever fully get there, right? Like if we fully got to where we want to be, we'd be like, okay, good. I'm done. I've made it. I'm, I'm happy. I've, I've hit everything. What I think happens is we get there and then we want more. We want something else. We continue to grow. We continue to expand. We continue to see what's possible for us. And I think that's where the awareness along our journey really comes into play. Like as you go along, you're like, wow, I did this. I didn't think I was going to be able to do this. Or wow, I, I did this and it's not as hard as I thought. Or wow, I'm already here. I thought it would take me much longer, whatever that case may be. Like, it's not as stressful, all of the things that you said. And then it's like, okay, well, what else? What else is there? This is really good, but it could be even better. And to just have that little inkling of like, what else is there for me? And you know what? Sometimes people are like, I'm good. Maybe they don't want a little bit more, but they want to keep it going. And that's where, you know, you think of like, okay, this is good. I don't want to go backwards. And I think thinking about your, your mindset of this is how far I've come. I don't want that anymore. So this is my new starting point. And how do I keep this going? How do I keep this momentum? So that way I always feel this good because I didn't feel good where I was before. You know, most of my work is about uh, emotional adjustments, right? So as opposed to life adjustments, because the life adjustments kind of take care of themselves when we do that inner work a lot of times. And um, so when you're talking about maybe I'm just good, or even uh, we never really get there, um, uh, some of the things that occur to me are really that when we work on the emotional scale, right? When we say, I am uh, content and I want to be happy. I am happy and I want to have multiple moments of blissful joy throughout my day, right? That those are, um, th that never goes away, right? That's not like a, um, you can get there. <laughs> it's my point. You can get there, right? It's not going to be elusive, right? Where, yes, you're right. If we uh, have a goal that we want to buy a certain car or have a certain lifestyle, and then we get there and we're like, yeah, this is good. What else? <laughs> right. But when we work with the emotions, we, we really can get to something great. And then staying in that space of feeling really, really good uh, so that your whole scale, kind of your set point really shifts is is really that's the goal. Right. That's the goal when you feel good. That's why people say, um, I'm going to work on myself even though I'm already all the things that I said I wanted. I, I did the things and now I'm, I'm done with that. And I want to get that next piece of getting my emotions to a place where life is better than I even really thought it could be. Yes. And I love that you brought in the emotional side of things because that's really where the change happens, right? Like, you know, talking about buying the car, like the same thing, you may have a goal weight in mind and you could reach that goal weight and still not be happy if you don't do the inner work, right? Like that may, you may think like once I get to that weight, everything's going to be different. But what happens is if you get to that weight and you haven't done the mindset work, the emotional work, 
you're carrying all of that with you just at a different weight. And so along the I, way, I know I'm, a teacher I'm, who says, uh, I, I think you should buy me that car. I'd be happy for the whole afternoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's got to come from someplace other than outside of us. Yes. And then when you do that work on the inside, you know, it's some of the things I say to my clients when they have a, a weight goal specifically, I'm like, okay, well, what if it's not that weight that you feel this way, right? Because we always talk about how are you going to feel when you hit that goal weight? What is going to be different for you when you hit that goal weight? And I'm like, okay, what if that happened 10 pounds heavier? And you'd be like, oh, I'd be happy. So it's not necessarily about that tangible weight or that tangible thing at the end. It's who you become along the way. And I think that's really where that like, emotional side, that end point and not really ever being done comes into play. Because when you change yourself emotionally, you're never going to want to go back to that one piece. You're always going to want to bring yourself back to this new baseline, like you said. And now we have the opportunity to see what else is out there. Well, if I've come this far and I feel really good and I've got you know, my mindset has shifted from constantly beating myself up and telling myself I can't do it or I'm not motivated to this is now just a part of me. What else do I want to become a part of me? Ah, that's great. That's great. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, putting yourself first, that reprioritizing. Let's let's dive a little deeper into that concept and sort of how it really can impact that happiness or joy that we're that we're reaching for. Yeah, I think that's where it really all comes from, right? And again, like we talked about the weight and like when you lose the weight and then you are still bringing that baggage with you, it's the same thing. If you are constantly taking care of your kids, you're running your kids here, there and everywhere. And I, you know, I speak to kids, I work with a lot of moms, so it's top of mind. You know, if you're constantly putting your kids needs first and getting them to their practices and off to school and to school activities and all of this stuff, you are wearing yourself so thin, right? And I think this shows up with our stress, our lack of patience, right? Like feeling tired all of the time and being like, I just don't have any time in my life, right? Like that's a common, um, you know, quote unquote excuse, I will say, is like, I just don't have the enough time. And I think when we can just shift that and not that you're not busy, but just not telling yourself that you're too busy anymore. You can be busy and you can still find time for yourself. Like I always think about it. If, if my kids had a pop-up baseball game or, you know, hockey game or something, I would be there. So if somebody throws something at me last minute for my kids, I'd find the time to make it happen. So how can I apply that same sense to myself? And if you don't have kids, another thing I like to say is if you won the lottery and you had to drive 15 minutes to pick up a million dollars every day, so 15 minutes there and 15 minutes back, you would find a half an hour to get yourself a million dollars. So how can we think about ourselves as that winning the lottery? Like what can we do that's just going to give us a little sense of calm, a little less stress, a little bit more peace of mind? And again, this is going to look different 
for everybody. You know, for some people, it's maybe finding time to start their day. And other people, it may be going out for a walk during their lunch break. Or for some people, it's the kids get to bed and they're able to take some time to read. Like whatever that looks like for you is going to be okay. And again, it doesn't need to be a lot of time. It doesn't need to be a spa day. I think sometimes it's finding joy in the things that just make us feel settled. Maybe that's cleaning the kitchen, right? <laughs> like, or doing laundry, something that's just like a little bit less stress in your day. If you can bring your mind to, these are things I have to do, but I want to do these because it makes me feel better. When this is done, I feel calmer. And just starting with those little things and then adding on from there can be a, a great starting place for somebody who's maybe just getting into this. All right, great. So so that's interesting because you talk a little bit about you're kind of you're you're at the place where you're getting to the mindset piece, right? And uh, in my practice, uh, I talk about energy work and how we can do energy work anytime throughout the day. And that that can impact uh, where we are mentally, where we are spiritually, emotionally, how we're tapped in, you know, all those things. Are there any, I know you do mindset work with your clients. Are there any kind of, uh, you know, quick adjustments, things that we can do or we can bring to mind in order to make that shift from things are pretty good, but I'm not putting myself first. I got all these responsibilities and they have to come first. And then I'll try to eke out some time for myself where a lot of times I think it's not actually about the time, right? It's about what's running in, in our minds. So I'd love it if you have any advice for us on what can we do in our minds, even when we're doing all the things that need to be done. Yeah. And I think you're right. It's not always about the time, right? It's about what we are putting the emphasis on in terms of priorities. And so one of the things I think that can be really helpful is to, you know, spend some time thinking about what are the things that I have to do? And that when I say you have to do those, it's, you know, going to work, getting your kids to school, like the things that have to get done during the day. And then think about the things that you want to do. And those want to do are going to be things like getting your kid to soccer practice or taking them to their music lessons, things that you're doing because they are benefiting from where they don't necessarily need to be a part of their lives, but you want that. They want that and you want that for them. So getting really clear and very honest with yourself about what are the have tos and what are the wants and then what can, what are you doing that maybe you don't, you can say no to that maybe doesn't need to fall on either of these lists, or you have, you know, these ones that maybe you actually don't really want anymore. Maybe your kids in six different activities and you're like, you know what? Three is good <laughs> or, or two is good. So I would say, you know, that is an activity that you can do. I highly recommend being very honest with yourself, getting really clear, like writing down all of the things that you do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and really asking yourself, what would happen if I didn't do this? 
what would be different? You know, who would somebody suffer if I didn't do this? Would it be better for me? Would it be better for somebody else if this didn't happen? Really going through those things. Um, another quick thing I think that people can do in the moment is asking themselves simply, is this true? When we tell ourselves, I'm too busy to take time for myself. I'm too busy to cook dinner. I'm too busy to go out for a walk. I'm too busy to take some deep breaths, right? Like simple things. Just simply asking yourself, is this true? And I think that can play into, you know, negative self-talk that we have. If you can catch yourself telling, you know, if you find yourself looking in the mirror and starting to criticize yourself, sometimes just taking a minute and being like, is this true? Would anybody else disagree with me that, you know, I look this way versus this way, or, you know, I think this. And that alone can be such a powerful thing to be like, you know what, this is just me putting up blockers in my life. This is just me knocking myself down just a little bit, taking myself away from what really feels good to me. That's great. That's great. You remind me uh, that, you know, when we say no to the things that don't really work for us, how we open the door for so much magic to happen, right? And I've seen this happen in in so many different ways. Uh, one of the big things that happened in my personal life recently is I moved and I moved away for many states away from uh, my mother and my some of my siblings are all still there. And, uh, you know, there were things I was doing and I thought, oh, no, how's that going to happen? Right. And they they were able to step into that role to the in in different ways. Interesting, like different people took different parts of it and said, this is how I want to have a new relationship. Right. And so there was space for new parts of the relationships to be developed when I stopped being in that space of of the person who was the most convenient to do it. Right. Um, so I think that happens a lot in our in our daily lives, even probably when you have children, right? That something happens where, you know, Billy's mom does it someday and, you know, or the kid gets it through some other avenue of, uh, you know, crack of least resistance, right? So, and and we are all doing that for ourselves, right? So we, we've got our own thing going on, but a lot of times we feel like we're doing that for children, parents, siblings, spouses, the people in our lives. We want their lives to be good. So we, we try to sort of intend for them, right? And to make things happen. And that, that more we kind of let go, the better it goes for them, right? Because then we can be there to inspire the thought as opposed to try to fulfill things that are unreasonable for our own wellness. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. that's a really good point of just looking at what support you need in order to get to where you want to be. Because I think that's another thing. Like we want to do all of the things ourselves and we think we're the only person that can do that. You know, like if it doesn't get done our way, it's not going to get done. And that's, again, that's not true. It may not get done our way, but somebody may be able to step in and do that thing. You know, if you have a, a partner, if you have a husband or a wife or, you know, somebody in your life, are they just not doing things or have you not communicated to them that, you know what, 
this I could really use your support on because if you help me with this, I'm going to have time to do this or I'm going to have time for myself. Or if you have family close by, like, can somebody step in and help you so that you just get a little bit of that, that breathing room. But if you're not aware of not asking for help, somebody's not going to be there to help you. And I think that can be part of this journey as well of like, are you trying to do all of the things yourself? Are you stressing yourself out even more? Or is there somebody that maybe even wants to help you? Yeah, really nice. Really nice. Um, well, thank you so much. Is there something, this one piece of advice, if you could just give one piece of advice um, that you would give to somebody who's in that position where they're reaching for joy or that spark? Is there one thing that you would say to them? I would say as long as your feet are pointed in the right direction, if you see that joy, if you're reaching for it, keep your feet pointed in that direction and you will get there. It's about the direction that you want to go. It's about those small steps. And I don't think any step is too small. If you keep taking those little steps, those little things every day, it will grow. And when you put yourself first, when you go after the things that you want, when you look for that joy, you'll find it and you'll want more of it. And that will inspire other people as well. I think when we give ourselves the best, when we find the things that make us feel our best, when we feel that joy, everybody else benefits so much. So just keep your feet pointed in that direction and think just one thing. What is one small thing that will move you just an inch closer to it? I'm sure that our audience will want to contact you. Please let us know what do you have going on right now for them and how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on my website, which is wellnesswithabbyh.com. Abby is spelled with an E. Um, I am on Instagram at Wellness with Abby H as well. And if this resonated, if you are looking for that joy, that um, healthier, more confident life that you so deserve, um, I do offer free initial consultations where we sit down for 60 minutes and we talk about where you are, all of the things that have brought you to this place and where you want to be, what that healthier, confident life looks like for you, and how you can get there through simple and effective steps that really will last you for the rest of your life. So you can um, book that consult right on my website or um, send me an email directly um, back to folks as well. That's great, Abby. Thank you. And we'll, of course, make sure that the links to all of those things are on the platform on which you are listening or watching, right? It's always in the episode notes. So uh, you can read more about Abby there and you can get to her links there. I also want to let everybody know that we have started a new podcast platform in addition to this podcast, and that can be found at 
findingjoylive.group. It is a Facebook group, but it's a public Facebook group. So you can join it. There's no, you know, you cannot join it. You can still get to everything. But if you join, you get those notifications. And I'm doing live interviews in there. So that will be linked below as well, findingjoylive.group. And of course, if you want to uh, connect with me, there's so many things that we do around joy in terms of subscription, uh, lots of products, you know, that we have. So there's subscription and membership and of course, one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you resonate with the things that I've been talking about as well, feel free to reach out. The links are always there. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.